What is going on? My name is Taylor, and this podcast is called Who Knows, a podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love, mental health, and creating your own normal. Don't worry. We are just as lost as you are. Hello, surprise, we have a bonus episode. And I know what you're thinking, doesn't a bonus episode usually come at the end? And to that I say, don't we create our own normal here? Yes, we do. So we're bringing you this episode for two reasons. One, our guest is a super cool artist who actually has an album dropping today, January 25th. Uh, We've been talking about him a little bit over on our social medias, and he has a show here in Greensboro tonight to celebrate the release. And so here on Who Knows, we are also celebrating. We're celebrating new art and a new friend. And reason number two, you know, this like may or may not be a little peek into what season three of Who Knows might be like. Perhaps we'll be interviewing more artists and creators and entrepreneurs and innovators and people doing awesome things. Dun, dun, dun. Who knows? Boom. Oh, man. I'm so glad you guys love me because the jokes, they're they're pretty, they're grade A. That's what they are. Uh, But anyway, so let us know what you think of this episode for sure. Uh, Send us an email or message or Instagram or Facebook or tweet us and we may be seeing more interviews like this in the future. But uh, all jokes aside, let's talk about who I hung out with this week. So this week, uh, like I said, we've talked a little bit about him on the Instagram, social medias, all that stuff. But today I'm talking with Justin Harrington, also known as Demeanor, when he is performing. Justin's originally from Greensboro, North Carolina, and he refers to himself as an artist, just overall artist, but primarily focusing on rap music. And we talked about his career, we talked about rap culture, we talked about who he is as an artist, we talked about the amazingness that is this album. It's titled Oh Henry, and the sound of the album, which is amazing also, and how he came up with the amazing idea of a banjo rap album. Yes, I am serious, and it's amazing. Uh, And we talked about all the things, creativity and innovation and art and passion. It was really cool to hang out with him. We are very similar in a lot of ways. And when he says, I'm very aggressive, I was like, I identify with that. But it was so fun to hang out with him. And I'm so glad to have a new friend. And here's my conversation with Justin. So let's start at the beginning. So how did you get into all of this? Like, how did you, where did your love of music, where did your love of art, where did it all start? Okay. So my love of music, well, I guess, I guess it all begins with my love of performing first. Uh, I was seven or eight years old and I get a call from my grandma who used Mm -hmm. to work at UNCG in the drama department. And she was like, try a stage is doing this show called Beautiful Star. Oh my gosh. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. She was like, you should audition. I was like, okay, 
for sure. I don't know anything about auditioning. I don't know what a monologue is or anything like that. And I went in there and somehow I just got the part on the spot. They must have liked me or they were desperate or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> they but need one black boy. Yeah, exactly. You, sir. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so I came in and I did the show and acting was just kind of like cemented. It was just kind of like, all right, this is what I'm going to do now for these next. Because, you know, try to stage it works like seasonally. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. for the next like four, five, six seasons, yeah. I was just doing their Christmas play. Okay. And as far as music is concerned, I always liked music the way that every black person, I think, likes music. <laughs> you know, like your grandma tells you about stuff. Your yeah, uncle's yeah, like, what yeah. you know about this song? Yeah. And my dad's driving the car. He's like, yo, you better bob your head to this. And what do you think Jay-Z's saying? And so I've always kind of been around music, but it was really my kind of entrance into music was really through my aunt. That's when I would go on tour with her. I'd go to her first uh, music festivals and stuff like that. And she originally I was going to learn how to play the violin, but I wanted to play the fiddle. But before I could play the fiddle, you had to learn all the classic stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I yeah. just wasn't into that. Yeah. And I picked up the bones and banjo and. I was kind of in the old time world, the acting world. Yeah. And then rap, the rap world didn't happen for me until high school. Okay. I had my best friend, Kason, he was in the acting department. I went to Weaver Academy okay. as an acting major. Okay. And so again, like acting is kind of my main thing. And I just love being on stage. Yeah. And I was listening to some Mac Miller album one time. And I knew that my best friend was a rapper and kind of my mentor at the school acting wise was a rapper as well. So I was like, oh, I'll just write a verse. And I wrote my first verse and I sent it to my friend on Facebook. And then we just started exchanging verses all the time. Like I'd yeah. write one, he'd write one. Okay. And we'd compare bars. And then I just started getting good at it, I guess. And then I just never looked back. And so I've kind of always been in between the banjo world, the acting world, and the rapping world. Wow. Okay. And so one of the things when, so when G showed me your album, yeah. he kept throwing around the word bones. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is like some colloquialism that I don't know. Like yeah. this is some, this is some word that I am not aware of. Definitely. And I was like, so what are bones? He was like, literal bones yeah. and so can you talk a little bit about that because i think that's super interesting yeah i love i love talking about the bones because people always react like that you know i think it's hilarious <laughs> so the bones are it's an instrument and it's history i'm not an expert in mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure it's an irish instrument and so when the irish came here they shared cultural things with the black people that were there because mm. we were all kind of lumped together for a little while okay because they weren't really fans of the irish and so there are a lot of irish and black music traditions that kind of um, hold hands but the bones are yeah they're literally two rib bones and you click them together um, it's very similar to the spoons if you've ever seen somebody yeah, play the oh, spoons yeah, yeah. I know except spoons. you hold them you hold one tight and the other one kind of loose and you just click them together and what kind of bones are they they they're typically uh, cow cow rib bones but you can get them made out of wood that's pretty much the oh, okay, the main thing okay. like you can get them made out of slate so traditionally they're literal bones yeah but there's like other versions of yeah them. exactly it's the same way that like a banjo used to be like a goat skin head oh, but yeah. we don't really do that anymore yeah. you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. things okay 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 and did, yeah. so are your bones actual bones yeah i do have a pair of cow bones wow yeah they're one of my prized possessions for sure that's wild i yeah. love that yeah it's great so one of the other things that really struck me about your album is mm -hmm. that oh, there Henry. is yeah oh henry yeah, yeah, yeah. and not oh henry like the hotel but one of the things that i love about oh henry is that it does have a lot of history that is behind like kind of what the album is about and can yeah. you talk a little bit about that because one of the one of the amazing things about this album yeah. is that it's a it's a rap banjo album yeah. what got you to that place of being like this album needs to be done and like 
you know, kind of doing something that I don't think I I know of any other rap artist that's done anything like right. that. So they're kind of doing something really, really new here. Right. And so like, what was that journey like? And what is the history behind O. Henry? Whew. It could, get, it could get heavy because there's yeah, a lot of dark yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. that comes with yeah, it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want it all. I want it. I would say that this album is a reflection of a character that always existed in my mind. Okay. Of the young black boy who plays the banjo and raps. Okay. The thing about the history of the banjo, it comes from Africa. Like the banjo itself is an American instrument that has its roots in Africa. So there were other instruments. Okay. Um, Like the Akanting and there are these things called Banya instruments and all of this stuff. And it makes its way to America and it becomes this huge, this just huge cultural export of American identities, I Mm -hmm. guess, where black people are playing it, white people see it and they take it, they wear blackface and they play it. Like a lot of things happen with the banjo. I've always had a relationship with the banjo through my aunt Mm because she's the only black lady I've ever seen play the banjo. You know, of course now I'm seeing more people, but I was just growing up and I was exposed to square dances and contra dances and all this stuff that wasn't quote unquote black culture, but I was learning it from black people and black people were telling me that it's our culture and all this stuff. And so that kind of always just stuck in the back of my mind. And I knew that I wanted to combine hip hop with the banjo the moments that I started rapping because I knew that I played the banjo. But in creating this album, G honestly just emailed me and he said, do you want to make an album? And... My first response was, yes, I'm always down to work. I didn't really know what he wanted to do. He had seen a video of me playing the banjo before and me rapping before Uh separately. And he saw me rapping while I was playing the bones as well. And he was like, yo, these all need to be together. And it's something that I kind of always wanted to do, but I never really had the means to do so. Because it's really hard to bring a banjo to a studio and the engineer is just going to look at you like, all right, so what you trying to do with that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like something that is really commonly seen in like the rap world. Exactly. And it's very interesting that when I'm in the banjo world and I talk about rap, it's kind of like a taboo, like, yeah. that's not really us. And then if I'm talking about the banjo in the rap world, it's like taboo. And so I guess for this album, I was just kind of like, all right, well, let me just put these worlds together, you yeah. know? So it's it's definitely a hip hop, it's definitely a hip hop album in terms of the content and mm-hmm. the means of yeah. delivering this sure, content. Sure, sure, sure. And we sampled my banjo playing. I wrote a couple banjo tunes and I just played some kind of classic tunes that you would find at an old time jam or something like that. And we just put hip hop production over it. It really happened organically because the banjo side of myself and the rap side of myself just exists. And so them coming together is this uh, character of O. Henry. And that's kind of where the album came from. Okay. And then what is the actual... I G told me a little bit about the... the oh, there's a there's a painting yeah. and, it's, and it's hanging in the O. Henry Hotel. Is that true? No, it kind of the so there. It might be hanging in the O. Henry Hotel. Okay. I haven't I haven't really been in the O. Henry. I wasn't really thinking about the hotel at all when the name and everything came okay, up. Okay, okay. Basically, there's a painting called the Banjo Lesson. Okay. And it's just a picture of an old black man uh, teaching his son how to play the banjo. Okay. And this is kind of one of those like American cultural timepieces. Okay. The guy who painted it, I really hope. I'm I I say this like I don't have an iPhone right now to look it up, but the guy's <laughs> name was Henry Lasseter, Henry Tanner Lasseter, and there's also a number of tunes, old banjo tunes that have like Old Henry or Joe Henry or Old Joe Clark, and they're just names that kind of go together. Okay, and so O Henry kind of came to being as the name of this 
of this black character. Right. Of the the next generation of black banjo players, I guess. And it turns out that the guy who painted that painting, there's an artist named Stephen Cozart. Who, okay. He did this project. Are you familiar with the brown paper bag um, kind of thing that was happening in America? No, I don't think so. It was one of those old things that was just very racist, but people did it. And then over time, we just kind of forgot about it. Okay. It was called the brown paper bag test. And it'd be, for example, it would be like, there's a club or something. If you're darker than a brown paper bag, you can't get in. Or oh my. if you're lighter than a brown paper bag, you have certain. Yeah, it's just colorism. Yeah. And uh, he was doing a project about that. And he would interview a black person, have them hold up a brown paper bag and have them talk about their experience or whatever. And so he painted a picture of me. And it turns out that one of the descendants of the guy who painted the painting bought that painting of me. And so all of these pieces were just kind of like, all right, like, because I'm, I'm a so heavy it's believer just kind in of signs. Is like, it's all, it's all coming together. Yeah, it's all, yeah. And one, one of the things that I really like about the album, I guess as a podcaster, it was hey. cool for me, uh, was that like, there's kind of these like little interview yeah. segments in between each song. I don't know, you're, you don't always get to know the artist like while you're listening to their music right. with that interview piece bit that you're doing in this album. It's like... You're introducing who you are as a person, like to the people while they're listening to the Definitely. album, and you're talking about the history. Not only does the music speak for itself in yeah. terms of the history and like this joining of you know this joining of cultures, yeah. but it's showing like this is like a story, and like we're yeah. telling a story here, and like you're actually telling that story in yeah. the album itself yeah. too. And I think that that's really awesome. I look at it like this: I don't consider myself an expert on the history of the banjo. You know, I've done my research. I've had my conversations. I've played my banjo right. and I've gone out there. But I'm not an expert because there are so many, there's just so much to it to right. know everything. Like right. to even to know what the first banjos were made of yeah. and why they were made of that and why these banjos sound different from this banjo and the banjos that ended up being made for women that were smaller in like the 1920s. Whoa, I and didn't the, even know that was a exactly, thing. Exactly, yeah. There's so there's But of so course much. they had to make something smaller for women. Right, yeah, definitely because <laughs> women's hands, you know, they're yeah, just they're super so tiny. tiny I can't do anything with these hands. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but it was just kind of a, I guess a reflection of my intent to start conversations. Yeah, which is what we are all about here, exactly. which is why I love that yeah. so much. Okay, so one of the things that you talked about that's really interesting that I want to touch on that that kind of ties into one of the questions that I asked you mm -hmm. is you talked about how when you try to talk about the banjo world mm -hmm. with the rap world yeah. and like when you, you know trying to kind of trying to bridge that gap with mm -hmm. your within the people that you communicate with is so that sounds like something that's pretty challenging. What are some of the other challenges that come with being in the music industry as a whole? Some of the challenges that come with being in the music industry as a whole. Well, one, knowing yourself and loving yourself. That's really difficult. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's really difficult to deal with the music industry, especially now because I like to think that I'm creating a new music industry because I don't think I necessarily fit in completely to the rap right. industry just because I'm not the like flashy guy or like the kind of the tactics and strategies that upcoming artists use in rap yeah. to promote themselves and to garner, I guess, credibility in their work yeah. are not strategies that I value i'll okay. put it like that like i'm i don't really care about pulling up with a third with thirty thousand chains yeah. and like a nice car you know yeah. what i mean and having my street cred speak for itself yeah. i like i like the craft and the music and stuff yeah and part of what's kind of taken over i think all media 
industries are is social media. Yes. And like you were talking about accessibility yes. and exposure. Yeah, it's and I really think, hard. And I think one of the most difficult parts about being in the music industry is when you're doing something like I'm doing, which there's not really a format for. Yeah. Is explaining that to people. Yes. Yes. And I had a huge difficulty with that when I first started doing the show. Yeah. Because it's I like bet. it's kind of about it's about mental health, but it's also about like, you know, asking questions and like you know, I, I got really scared in the very beginning of what I was doing because we did an episode about religion mm. that like literally I like kept me up at night. I was like, yeah. what if people hate this? What if people right. hate me? Like, right. what if they hate what I'm doing? And Definitely. like, that's really, really difficult. Definitely. And I can imagine that that's probably really difficult with you too. Yeah. It's, that's why, yeah. It, and it is super difficult. And so that's why I try not to even think about it. I try to just create. Yeah. When you asked me, I don't know if the, I don't know if this was rolling before you, you asked me this or not, but you said, what do you do what do you call no, what you I, do yeah no yeah what do you yeah go ahead and talk about that I, I look at it like a time and a place okay that's what I do I give there is a time and a place and I'm going to give you an experience right yeah I love talking I love I'm a very aggressive person so when you see me, me perform <laughs> I'm gonna be yelling and I'm gonna be doing all this stuff I think it's just really having faith and confidence in what you have to say and knowing that you are valid in what you're talking about. Yeah. Because I think that right now, there's so much pressure to be correct, even in putting the banjo on the album and yeah. showing it to people who are experts in rap or experts in the banjo. I'm not Bella Fleck. I'm not the best banjo player on earth. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So when you're listening to the music, listen to what I'm giving you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like taking the context of just a young person having fun and trying to talk about things that are very important. I don't think that we have to be right all the time or perfect. And I think yeah. it's okay to yeah. be wrong about things because yeah. that's where the conversation starts and that's how you grow. And I want to grow with any of, I don't necessarily think that I have fans. I don't like the word fans necessarily, but people who believe in what I'm doing in. Yeah. and for, and people who can relate to what I have to say. Yeah. And in order to do that, you have to know what you want to say. Yeah. And so while you appreciate everyone else's space, you have to recognize your own space. And that is just very difficult to do in social media and this new era in general where kind of every space is being prodded and questioned. Yeah, and, and I was going to say that you can like any, yeah, anything you do, like you can get like attacked for. Exactly. Like there's so many YouTubers that I watch where they're like, oh, I have to say this because I don't want to get hate or like right. I have to make sure that I mention this so I don't get any hate. Right. It's like, how about we like start a conversation and we like actually communicate with each yeah. other about it? Because like, you know, if you're, if you're right all the time, like what what like that's great for you to you know like come to a realization or like oh like i was right about that or like yeah. oh i learned something new today and like yeah. now i know about this thing but like if you don't keep having that growth and you don't keep having that like you know forward trajectory and you're just yeah. like in your rightness all yeah. the time where where does that bring us like what is that where do we go from there exactly. like so i just think that having that conversation and especially i mean as a white female if you ask me what i know about rap music right not a lot i mean right. i know who mac miller is who's also a white guy right but i know you know i know tupac peace, i know miller, yeah for real um i know tupac i know biggie i know you know yeah. i know i know like that like historical yeah like you know, I guess you could call it like the classic yeah. rap because like that's what everybody knows. Definitely. I feel like having this conversation just between you and I is a, is 
something awesome that we should yeah. be doing more of because I should be able to sit down with, you know, a rap artist and be yeah. like, hey, tell me about your music and them not be like, man, you don't know anything about what I do because exactly. like that's just not what it's about. And I think that we all, there are so many things that we don't know. Yeah. And for some reason, the fact that social media has given us all a platform, I think that I included, myself included, when you have, I guess, like a fledging, fledgling knowledge about something, you develop an opinion off of that. Yeah. And so when you feel like you're right all the time, it's like you might not have all of the pieces. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, So sure. I don't know. I think it's very important that we're willing to be wrong and willing to be challenged and most importantly, willing to step not just outside of our comfort zone, but step into other people's comfort yeah, zones. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like even me coming in here, no, you don't have to know everything about rap, but yeah. you can talk about this album that you've heard. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And you don't have to know everything to have an opinion, yeah. you know, but I, you have to re be able to check your opinion, I guess. Right. And I think that, and I think one of the things in terms of like checking your opinion, like yeah. I could say that like, when you were like, oh, yeah, most rappers have, like, you know, the nice car and the chains. Right. And, like, one of the things for me is the shoes. The damn shoes. <laughs> like, I'm just like, why? Like, what? It, but, like, maybe there's something that I don't know about. Like, yeah. what is, like, is I there... I just came from the mall looking for shoes. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> is there, like, do you know people who that is kind yeah. of their way in and, like, that is what they're about? Yeah. Is there something about that lifestyle for that sure. has been embedded in rap cultures that for like sure. this is how you for how sure. you live like what is what is that about i would i would give it to you like this as black men when we're growing up i'm talking i'm talking to female rappers too you know what i mean but i can only speak from the black male perspective sure and i feel like we are the most materialistic yeah. you know when you grow up and your worth is always is your worth is always measured by blank, right? And if you have questions about things and you don't take things at face value, you're a troublemaker. And we're told that we're not really worth anything a lot. Like, if you listen to most rap music, there's going to be one line where they say, oh, my teachers told me I wasn't going to be anything. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what teachers tell us all the time. Yeah, okay. And when you're especially when you're in environments the people who are the most materialistic are in my opinion are in the most unbalanced environments okay where your life is in danger all the time your friends are in danger all the time you're being looked at a certain way especially because of the way that you talk or the way that you dress you're not really valuable in society you can't really get a good job cops are always on you and stuff like that but when you're with your homies when you have nice shoes at least you can say like, yeah, but I have like these nice shoes. You know what I'm saying? Or like, I've got some money and I can take care of myself and I can look presentable got and it. I can go into a room and people may not respect me as a black man, but they'll respect the fact that I've got this on or they'll respect the, that's my, that's my take on it anyway. That makes sense. It's interesting that, you know, when I think about that kind of thing, my mind immediately goes to like rap artists. Yeah. And I guess it's just, it is because like, as like, generally black males they 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 could they could have come from a place where they were extremely disadvantaged exactly. i mean they already are yeah. disadvantaged because they're a black male yeah um and, and so in, over uh, generations yeah. it's just kind of 
you know, but kind of becomes the norm where you want to look presentable and you want to look nice. And it goes back to even, I was reading Malcolm X's biography. He's talking about back in the day, they would wear like giant flashy zoot suits and conk their hair back and they'd go to the dance and it'd be like, who had the freshest outfit and all this other stuff. It's because that's your time, you know what I mean? To celebrate each other and to be celebrated rather than being a janitor your whole life in the yeah. 20s as a black person yeah. or being a shoe polisher where you don't really have any rank in society. Yeah. So we kind of created our own sort of hierarchy. That I have I honestly have a new outlook on that hmm. kind of thing now hmm. because like because my nephews I my sisters both um had kids with black eyes so I have mixed a lot of mixed nieces and nephews Dope. and my two oldest nephews they they love these shoes and yeah. I'm like I don't understand stand with the shoes it's kind of just like their thing yeah. and like their way of like communicating and like their way of connecting and like yeah. i guess i could, could equate it to like this giant wall of memorabilia that i have yeah exactly yeah and like actually, all that kind of stuff yeah i was actually gonna say that i think it's similar i think it's just like any other thing that people like to collect and trade and talk yeah. about you know whether it's baseball cards or basketball shoes or I'm trying to think of another kind of like trendy thing. Like, do you remember silly bands? Yes, of course. Yeah, like what everyone had to have, like <laughs> yes, the nice silly bands. Yeah. There's not really a way to just explain why silly bands are dope. It's just yeah. there are certain people that are like, uh, it makes them feel good. You know what yeah. I mean? And it feels fun. And what's interesting too is like, I will admit, like I'm, I immediately had a negative reaction yeah. to like the shoes thing. Is I'm like, oh, you're just like flaunting that you have money. Like right. it's flashy. It's, uh, it's impractical. Yeah. But like... I literally just this moment had like, you know, kind of like I came into a new understanding yeah. and like now I'm like, oh, that's their thing that they like. And that's yeah. great. And like I, I have my things that I like. And exactly. so just now we had that thing that we yeah. talked about where it's just like you're you're coming into a new understanding and yeah. realizing that you're not right all the time. Yeah. Like I think that we have to one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is just like things we want to leave in 2018 or yeah. stuff we want to <laughs> see in 2019. One thing I want to do is. Uh, get rid of connotations and develop your own relationship with something, yeah. you know, like, cause I felt the same way, yeah. especially when I was growing up, I was like, I couldn't afford the super nice shoes or the super nice outfits and stuff. So I always hated on it. And I think in America, I think what we do a lot is when there is something that has to do with rap or has to do with black culture, like there's immediately a negative, negative connotation, connotation because of the extremists in that. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. Like when we talk about rappers, one of the big conversations we've been having in rap is over the past couple of years is the death of rap or what this new age is and all of this new stuff that's coming about. And we're responding to what we see the most of, right? We're seeing a million rappers come out named Lil something, Lil Pump, yeah, Lil yeah, Uzi. Yeah, that's what, I for even, some reason you made me think of that one. I was like, oh, because the reason I was like, Migos, that's another one that yeah. I know. Because they're, to me, that's an extreme. Exactly. Of like they're, because I mean, like, I like I don't mean to be like rude, but like no, 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 they're no. ridiculous. Yeah, they're, they're super so ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Like I love their music is fun. Yeah. That's the one thing too that they are. It's interesting because like them as people, because yeah. they're a group, like they're like a rap group. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like Migos as like a group is just like I've watched their videos. Yeah. Like they're I forget there's one video that they did where they're all dressed in like 70s garb or whatever. Yeah, and they're like with Drake, yeah. This, the most Walk it, like I talk. Yeah, Yes, that's it, what it, it is. Like that's just what it is. Hey, that's that's like, <laughs> that, it is. I do. I love that song. Yeah. But it's the most 
ridiculous shit ever. Yeah. Like it's so ridiculous. It's all spectacle. But it's so fun. Yeah. Like it's so, that's why I like them because it's so ridiculous, but it's so fun. Yeah, I look at it like uh, Lady Gaga's wild <laughs> yes. dresses and all that and stuff. And I love you know? Lady Gaga. I yeah. love what she does. And like she, one of the things that she talks about that I really really like is that. She talks about how she became like the master of fame mm. and like the reason that she does all that crazy stuff. And like, mm-hmm. you know, when she like back, like when she first started and she, she would wear all those crazy outfits out all the time. Yeah. She wore like the meat dress and like all that weird stuff is because she was like really not doing well personally. Right. And, you know, any, like, in the world of fame, like, if you have something wrong going on, like, the media is going to, like, latch on to that and, like, get it for all it's worth. And so she used to be epically ridiculous because she would be like, look over here so you don't see how I'm, like, clinically depressed. Definitely. That's definitely what these rappers are doing. Yeah, and I love that. And, like, that's so interesting to think about, too. You know, when we were talking before about, like, the, you know, the material stuff that they're, like, super into, like, they, there might be, there may be many rappers out there that are, like, I am so, like, emotionally distraught and of I don't course. know how to deal with this. So like, let me buy these shoes. Of course. You know how many rappers <laughs> had their heart broken by some girl? Yeah. And then selling all their songs. That's all exactly. Drake talks exactly. about. <laughs> and yeah, I think that while, while it's also awesome to hide your actual emotion, yeah. it's, it's a real dangerous game to play because you want to be able to, you want, I think that you want to be able to be yourself. Like, I know it's very hard to be yourself on a main stage and stuff like that. But I think what a lot of rappers do is and just within the black community in general, there's so many there are so many traumatic things that happen that certain things just get normalized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like violence just gets yeah. normalized. Like yeah. I, one thing that I find very interesting is I love aggressive uh, rap music. Okay. Like all the like, yeah, turn. Hey, like all the where you're just <laughs> jumping and just going crazy yeah. and all of that. Black men, we're we are mad at the world. We do have all of this aggression, you know. Yeah. And so when you get to put it out in your music, yeah. And you get to be this character, and you get to have all these people just like rocking with you, it's an amazing feeling. I think there are a lot of people who just lose themselves in that. Yeah. You know, I think that's I think that's kind of where it becomes dangerous to me because you don't want to get to a point where you can't make the distinction between yourself and then your art. Yeah. Or your artist. Yeah. Like, I go by demeanor and I'm Justin. There are a lot of times where I feel like I can't be Justin. I have to be demeanor because Justin is very sad. But that's not really fair to Justin sometimes because he needs help too, you know? Yeah. So it's a, it's a fun balancing act. But yeah, Tyler, the creator, is awesome. And I'm sure that his mosh pits are completely legendary. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy up in there. Um, but so one, of, so one of the things I want to touch on is there's the aggression that there's that's fueling some albums. There's, yeah. you know, Drake and his sadness that yeah. fuels his albums. So aside from like, you know, the the history of the banjo and the history mm-hmm. of, and putting these two instruments t- together, you know, rap as an yeah. instrument and then banjo as an instrument. What are you hoping to achieve with this album? First and foremost, I want to be able to perform this album. That's, that's kind of my main goal because okay. the recording of the album is, I love listening to it. You right, know, I think yeah. it's something that you could put on at a party. Yeah. You could put on on a drive. You could put on just while you're hanging out at the house. Yeah. Um, it's a good like wake up, getting ready type yeah. of album. It's amazing. But I want people to come to the show and I want to talk to people. I want to actually engage with people using the music as kind of a way of communicating the, the door opening. Yes, yeah. Yes. Because 
I say a lot of things on this album that you're going to agree with. I say a lot of things that you're going to disagree with. Yeah. All of that. That's what I want. I, I did kind see. of feel that when I was listening to the album. There yeah. were some songs where I was like really listening to the lyrics and I was yeah. like, okay. And then I was like, yes. And I was yeah. like, this is interesting. I yeah. like, so it's, just, it's like this journey. And like, I, yeah. I listened to the whole album in one sitting. I hey, literally like sat down with be, G yeah. and he was like, listen to the entire, I'm like, that yeah, he's going to make you do that. Yeah, too. yeah, 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 <laughs> of course. Cause yeah, but, but that's interesting to know that that's like kind of like how it's meant to be done because Definitely. that was how I got it. And it yeah. was great. It was awesome. Because, Music is something that not everyone puts, you know, their heart and soul and blood on the page. And yeah. what joins people together more than a moment where they're all kind of on the same page? Yeah. When you're at a Tyler, the Creator show, if there are eight fans that are there and their favorite group is Fleetwood Mac, and there are people over here who love Kendrick, and then there's people over here who love like Mumford and Sons and all of these other people but at that moment when Tyler the Creator is going crazy and the whole crowd is going crazy, everyone's kind of on the same page. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, everyone's like, it's Tyler. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. They're excited and they they like how the music makes them feel. Yeah. Because they feel like Tyler is speaking for them. Yeah. You know? And so I don't want to claim to – I'm not going to claim to say that I'm speaking for anyone, but – I'm talking to creators out there. I'm talking to people who who don't fit in, who are into something that they're not supposed to be into. Yeah. Or like, I love Doctor Who and yeah. all the nerdy stuff. I'm a super big Whovian. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to sample that on a song. You know what I mean? And I just want to have a moment with the crowd every time that I can perform where we're all there together. I want to kind of separate the, the space between the performer and the audience. Yeah. It's because not like... We could totally do it without an audience. We could just rent a stage somewhere. You know what I mean? And just perform with no one there. But we want people to be there in that moment with us. Yeah. And when I perform, I'm kind of like, I go berserk. I, I, I'm i just very aggressive and I'm telling everyone to turn up and I'm using the F word like crazy <laughs> and like all this stuff. It's like just be in this moment of aggression with me. And then the next time that we're together, maybe uh, something's really funny and we're just going to have a fun show like... I think with the rise of social media and the rise of everyone wanting to have a platform yeah. where they can showcase themselves, mm -hmm. the biggest thing for me that has to balance that is when you're actually in a room together, what are you guys creating? Yeah. Where are we? Are you, are you actually here with me yeah. or are we only here to get the flick? Or do you just want something to post? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so what I want to do with this album is to create moment after moment after moment after moment after moment after moment with people where we can live together and create. Yeah, and, and so not only do they maybe walk away with a picture with you, they're like going home and they're like telling their best friend like, oh, we talked about that one song that I really love. And like right. he told me like this really cool thing. And like you had yeah. like a conversation with those yeah. people and like you weren't just like, you know, like a face on an album or like, you know, a voice that they listen to in exactly. the car. Like if you like my music, man, if you if you listen to this album and it really speaks to you, slide in my DMs. <laughs> I will hang out with you. Like I want like I I want to talk to people because honestly i've been terrified of dropping this album like this whole time yeah that was the last thing that i was going to ask one of my biggest hurdles that i've had to get over with this podcast is like like putting it out there and being like what if people don't like yeah, it and like man. being really scared and like what do you do when that fear comes up like what do you because you have this passion and you really love this and this is something that you really put your heart into yeah. and like now you have to like put it out there to the yeah. world and like what goes through your mind when January 25th rolls around like yeah. what are where do you where do you think your head's going to be at I think that there's one phrase that always comes to my mind and 
it's not the most profound phrase, but I think it's a very ancient one. And it really, I think, boils up from um, like your gut and your heart and it comes out. And I think it's kind of a generational call to action. And that phrase is... Fuck it, bro. Like I what? Knew like what? Yeah, like, say that. Like, I knew like if you. you were, I was like, he's gonna say, "Fuck it, bro." <laughs> yeah, like if you love it and you have all this passion for it, like yes, someone's gonna hate it. That's yeah. that's one thing that we have to understand. Like, not everyone's gonna like what you do. Yeah, you know, and not everyone. Some people are gonna take big issues with it, and some. But as long as you're being authentic and you're being honest, and you're sitting in that room, here was the, the big thing for me is when I'm showing someone my album. Am I bopping my head? Yeah. Like, of course, I'm always going to be looking at them to see if they're into it and kind of gauging it. And that's going to contextualize my listening experience. But when I'm listening to it, it's just, just like, man, like, I feel this. I feel this guy. I've, I forgot a bunch of the verses that I wrote until I went back and listened to the album because it was a long process. And when I was revisiting songs I hadn't heard in a while, I was like, man, I forgot about that. Like, yes, right. Like, that's exactly <laughs> how I feel. And I love it. And I think that your love for your passion and what you do. You have to you have to put it out there and you're going to be scared and you're going to feel intimidated and you're going to feel like it's not going to work. All the creators out there, you're going to feel like it's not going to work and you're going to be terrified. But that's part of the fun to me because throughout all of that, that also that's going into the music as well. All of yeah. that fear, all of the passion, everything is coming into this. And it's something that has never existed before. Yeah. So honestly, I think if you have an idea and you're scared of people who won't like it, that's not being fair to the people who would that yeah. you don't know about yet. That's such a good way of looking at it. And I think that honestly, like everything that you're talking about really really does sound like it's going to be like this, not only this whole new branch of like banjo rap music that right. hopefully will come to fruition yeah. from other people who play the banjo and listen Definitely. to rap music, Definitely. but They're just like there. there's this sense of a new realm of artist to consumer relationship that you're hoping to have and this shared passion of like humanizing artists because I feel like all I ever hear about the music industry is like it's so hard and like you know all these like bad things that are happening and like people just like freaking out about like oh they didn't even write that song or yeah, like this and right. this and that and there's like just all this hatred that comes with artists and like it's so interesting that something that brings us so much joy ends up being like such a burden for the people that are creating it and like causes so much controversy yeah. between, you know, the people that all that enjoy it because like, you know, you're putting banjo and rap together and like these people that like both of these instruments should yeah. be able to communicate about this album. But you're, are you anticipating, you know, your, your banjo friends being like, this is strange or like, have you told, have you told the opposite ends of the spectrum about this album? Definitely. And I always, I get one of two responses. I get, oh, okay. You know what I mean? People don't really understand yeah. it. And then people who are just like, oh, interesting. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's important because there is a lot of hatred that comes with music. and But I think that that stems from the identity that people create with this music, right? Yeah. So the people who were born in like the 80s or whatever and came up on Nas and Jay-Z and uh, like Shook Ones, you know what I mean? Like all of these... Uh, this certain era of rap, when you try to switch that up and you're trying to do something new, it's just like, nah, like, my whole identity, you know what I'm saying? Like, a big factor of this is the music. It affects how we talk, our senses of humor, what's taboo, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, think about, uh, I think her fashion is just a big one. But yeah. back in the day, it was like, all right, well, like swing dances, there was a whole outfit that came with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Clogging when it comes to jazz, when it comes, like, there are cultures that come with this and, and people like, live with this this is music. how you do it exactly. and like this is the way that this is supposed to be done and it's also this is how we've done it yeah this is our tradition this yeah. is my tradition and like i think that is truly like the death of progress purity has its place but like if anybody you know listens to this album and is like this is not the way that rap is supposed to be done like that's not productive and i like that's how i feel about it definitely that's you're you're definitely right the only thing I'll say to that is without the identities that are formed, questions can't come about. Right? Okay. So one of the big questions is, I guess in rap is just, you had just mentioned writing your own music. Yeah. You know, all of the people that feel like you have to write all of your bars and if you're not writing your bars, then you're not really a rapper. Like, that's cool. That's how they're going to feel. And then... They're kids that are going to come. Like, I, I personally believe that um, you should write your own music. Or sure. if you're creating content, you should do it yourself. But if you do not have the means to create your own stuff, you know what I mean? Or yeah. if you're not just creative, but you're a really great performer. Yeah. Like, Drake and Cardi B. Like, not everyone can pull off the records that were written for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to know cadence and you have yeah. to know all this stuff. And so I think that a lot of progress comes from rebellion. Okay. So... People saying rap is supposed to be like this. Here's the box that you're in. Here's the all of these kids. Yeah. We're just like, no, nah, like, screw that. Like, we're going to do whatever we want. And yeah. we're going to rebel against that. And then 10 years later, we have a whole different genre of music. Yeah. So I and think you know, that, and that box inspired you to create more. Exactly. Because like, there's still beauty in the box. Right, exactly. And, like, I think that, like, and what I was saying is, like, when I was saying purity has its place, mm -hmm. it's like, we shouldn't be, like, Oh, I came up with this all on my own. It's like, right. no, you you were influenced by rap and you were influenced by this Definitely. and you were influenced by that. Like whatever it is, like wherever your wherever your roots are, like wherever that purity came from, mm -hmm. that's important. But I think, you know, what you're saying, like coming out of that and like creating yeah. your own thing and doing whatever it is that you want yeah. is how we how we progress and how we create new things. Because what is what does everyone want? They're like, what's the next what's new? What's exactly. the new thing? I want the, the new next thing. Big thing yeah. yeah. And so like, you know, if if you're not gonna let me try this new thing, right. like what and you're still asking what's the new thing, it's yeah. here. You're just like blind to it because you yeah. think that there's something wrong with and it. And every next big thing has been super hated on at first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the first dudes to rap, people are like, yo, this is something super ridiculous. Yeah. 30 years later, rap has saved, I would say, millions of lives. Yeah. For easy. Yeah. Easily. And has shaped millions of lives. Yeah. I know so many people that they're like, that's like their their bread and butter. Like my yeah. best friend, that's like her her heart and soul is yeah. in fucking rap and hip hop. She yeah. loves and it. it's knowing your favorite rappers and why they're your favorite rappers yeah. and what they do and all of the stuff that comes with the craft. Yeah. Like, the process of creating this album was something I've never done before. And that was a cool kind of look on how I thought rap was supposed to to happen yeah what was the work like because you said it took a really yeah. long time yeah so it it actually happened pretty quickly though there was a bunch of stuff around it that took a long time like getting everything uh copywritten and registered and all that but the actual process of creating it and writing it um i used some of the verses i had written before the actual product um or the actual process began but it, it was only about three months but the process was very different because 
when you first say like, okay, I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to rap on songs. The first thing that you need to do is find what to rap over, like what your beats are. Sure. Yeah. So what we do now is you go on YouTube and you think of your favorite rapper, whether it's like Lil Baby or Drake to Big Daddy Kane to anyone. You type their name in and then you go type beat. And so all of these producers have put their beats up on YouTube. Um, made in similar styles of certain rappers. Okay. And so that's kind of how people kind of shape their sound. Okay. Develop what their stuff and is. And they've put that out there like so that people like you could yeah, be like, so I people need can, something. And so yeah. they can be like, here you go. Yeah, so they lease the beats and you download the MP3 or the Wave. Or you can even get all the track outs um, and you just put them up on the screen and then you record over it. So every other time that I've made an album, I bought the beat. I wrote the song to the structure of that beat. I recorded it. I chopped up. I put little like drops out in the beat yeah, if I want to yeah. say this thing or whatever you can do, the fun stuff. But G, when I came in, that man, he would just have a drum. He would just have a drum break. He's unreal. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there would just be a drum break and he would just be like, all right, play banjo. So I'd be like, okay. And I'd figure out some banjo lick and I'd loop that a couple times. And then I would write a verse and he'd be like, all right, bet. We'd dop up. I'd leave. I'd come back. And he would have added uh, like this synth line or this bass line. And then we're just like, okay, well, let's move this part over here. And then let me add this thing. And I thought of this other banjo loop. And all, like we created literally every song from scratch, if not just a drum break or a verse that I had. We created it together. And that's something I've never done before. I had always had the song in my mind and just recorded it. But we really created a lot of those records. And a lot of the records on the album I wrote sitting there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I had stepped outside to smoke a cigarette after we've been recording for four hours, and I don't think I can rap anymore. But I, I thought of that last line. Let me add that in real yeah, quick. Yeah, that's so really cool. So it was cool. a very kind of organic process, and it was a very old process. That's how people used to record. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they would just have the drum beat, they'd rap on that, and then they just create the song together. So it was really cool. It was just putting puzzle pieces together. What's fueling you when you're like, I don't know if I could do this anymore, like I'm tired, or like this and this and that? What are your, What's going through your head when you're like pressing on in order to? To create it hmm that's a good question because it's always different but it stems from the same thing is who are you to be tired right now justin that's why i always tell myself <laughs> is who are you to be tired right now like what like what else are you gonna do that day am i just gonna lay there on my phone i'm not creating anything you yeah. know what i mean it's just kind of like like while you're there it's just go that's that's something i took from acting right so you know in improv one of the core tenements is yes, yes and, and. <laughs> exactly so when i'm standing outside it's just like i can't say no to this song yeah you know what i mean yeah let me get my head right let me think of something and you also so writer's block and that feeling of yeah. i don't have anything else to say i don't yeah. that all stems from in my opinion there's this one specific song that I'm trying to make right now, and there's this one specific verse I'm trying to write, and there's this one hook that I have on the tip of my tongue, all of that, but I can't quite figure out what that is, so like, oh, I can't write it. No, you just have to do something completely different, because you can always write. There's always something to say. Yeah. Like right now, if I was sitting, if I was just sitting here, and I was just trying to figure out what I was going to write about, I would just look at that thing you have hanging on your wall that says cut the cord i'd be like all right cut the cord um what it has to do with cords like umbilical like being like being born am i ready to have a kid like what would having a kid be like all right woke up this morning thought about having a baby man life's crazy you know what i mean like you just <laughs> you just have to go because you here's the other thing about being an artist you never know what people are gonna like yeah that's so real you know there's no rules to what people like right. so just like keep when you just keep going and like you just keep putting it out there yeah. and like and i think something that you said that i 
have been working on. And I think I finally have gotten to a good place with it. And I think is one of the essential things as far as being a creator is like, is this for other people or is it for you? Like, and I think that like, you know, putting it out there and like having other people enjoying it is different than creating for other people. Because like what you really should be doing is like, you know, I started this podcast because I care about this thing and I really, really like, you know, I want to do this because I think it is something that we should be talking about. And I want to talk to people like, you know, I remember the very first episode I ever did. I was like, I did it with this girl, Camila. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to sit down and talk to you about like, you know, we talked about body positivity and I was like, I just want to talk to you about this because I think that you are awesome and I want to talk about this. Definitely. And you know, and then every time I sit down with somebody, I'm like, oh my gosh, what a great conversation. And it it fuels me emotionally to get through the rest of the day. Yeah. And so the last thing that I want to ask you is like, what, how do you feel? How does creating and doing music, how does it make you feel emotionally? It makes me feel like... I am floating. When I'm when I'm on stage and I'm rapping, I just did a show the other night at Shiners. There weren't that many people there, but the people that were actually there and that were like listening to me, I'm no longer Justin. I no longer have like this thing to prove. All I know is this beat is going and I love this song and I just get completely lost in this moment. And I know that everyone out there, they're not necessarily hearing everything that are that I'm saying, but they feel me. And in that moment, Everything else in the world just ceases to exist. And we're all just there and we're turning up and we're having a great time. And then as soon as that song is over, I'm coming out to the crowd and was dapping each other up. You know what I'm saying? And it's just a good moment that exists. And so what I feel from creating music is just a moment where we all get to exist together. And this is our moment and no one can really take that from us. And... That is that is so key. Like I love podcasts. Yeah. Podcasts are like my favorite albums right now, you know? <laughs> and I listen to so many podcasts. And one thing that I love about podcasts is when I, I don't know if you guys have plans to do like live podcasts or something like the that. The dreams that I have for this right. podcast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is one of the many. <laughs> and so when you so when you get up on stage, like I love watching live podcasts because when the podcast is up on stage and they're just talking to the crowd and the whole crowd is just so excited and you're just having a big giant conversation. Yeah. Like that is a moment that matters to everyone that's in there that's in that room. Yeah. And I think that that's enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, that's why, I don't know. That's what, that's, I think that's what keeps all of us pushing and grinding to create something new. There are a lot of people who get into the podcast game trying to recreate this podcaster. There are people who get into the rap game trying to be the next Drake. Or yeah. there's so many different types. Whatever you are wanting to do, when you create that moment with the people who appreciate what you do or respect what you do or just enjoy what you do, that is enough. And that is what, is going to propel you because when you give someone something that they really relate to, they're going to look for more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And more importantly, if you inspire someone to create something, then your music becomes so much bigger than you. Yeah. Then become you, then you become one of someone's top influences or you, you're so much more than yourself, I guess. And I I think that's kind of, I think that's really beautiful. I think that's really beautiful. I love that. I am so glad that we got to sit down and talk. Yeah. This was awesome. This is my first podcast I've been on. I'm super excited. Yeah. All right. And so tell people, so so plug your stuff. Tell, tell everybody, tell everybody everything. Definitely. Well, what's up everybody? (laughs) Uh, The album of Henry's coming out January 25th. We're doing an album release concert. We're going to have a great time. I'm going to talk. We're going to joke. 
We're going to play a bunch of really fun music, and I hope everyone has a good time. That's going to be January 25th at Sternberger Auditorium at Gopher College. Um, I have a music video I just put out called Nappy Headed, uh, another just fun record that needed to happen. We were I had a couple friends, and we were just staying in Atlanta at this Airbnb, and we just decided to shoot this video. So we're, we're putting out a lot of content, and we want to see... I guess just a shift in people wanting to be together and create together and experience life together in a really positive way. And let's be the change that we want to see. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yay. I don't do laughter. I am too gritty. These streets is too pretty. Jacket too puffy, a.k.a. Diddy. If it's out of sight, then it's out of mind. Looking for a gym, I can write a mind. You out of line, the clip of the kind, the king, the killer. The kettle, the pot, watching it pan out. All hands down, the black, sipping the cat in it, the cool. There it is. That was the most fun ever. Thank you all so much for listening. And I hope you got something out of this episode, whether it be a killer excitement for this friggin' album that's coming out today. It is here right now. Or some inspiration for your next creative project. I came out of this conversation so inspired. So I hope somebody else who listens to this will also create something amazing. I hope everyone creates something amazing after listening to this episode. Uh, And as always, we encourage you to have conversations like these with the people in your life. The more conversations like these we have, the less we feel so alone when we're trying to figure out life or creative projects. And the closer we feel to those that we love and the more passion we have for creativity and creating and new 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 and don't forget very important oh henry drops today january 25th there'll be links to the music in the show notes uh to where you can listen to it along with some of justin's other works and places that you can connect with justin and if you happen to be looking for something to do and you live in north carolina justin's performance is tonight we've been you know posting a little bit about it on the instagram all week but tonight is the night he's performing oh henry at guilford college i will be there mixing the show kyle will be there having some fun it should be an amazing show so come on out and see demeanor uh we're gonna have some more information about the show over on our instagram and maybe we'll even live stream some of it for those of you who can't make it because it's gonna be awesome a little foolish still be on my bullshit nothing sweet but still want to ride the color of a cool whip and the check coming soon that i can't recoup with because you know i need two food you feel If you want to stay up to date with episode releases or see cute pictures of cats, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WhoKnowsPod, and we're also on Facebook at WhoKnows. We feature pets on our Instagram story every episode release day. So if you want to send us a picture of your pet, please do. We love them, and we will feature them over on the story every time we release a new episode. And they'll be so cute. You can also visit our website at whoknowspod.com. And if you want to send us any questions, suggestions for episodes, stuff like that, uh, we can answer them on the show and we can, you know, take those suggestions and run with them and be like, yes, this is amazing. Uh, And so if you want to do that, send us an email at podcastwhoknows at gmail.com. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else they do reviews. Uh, And if you don't like us, come on, why? 
tell us why. Tell us why you don't like us. We love constructive criticism. I do, at least. Um, But yeah, anyway, so leave a review and love us because that really helps us. But seriously, leaving a review is the best way to support us. It helps other people find us. It helps us grow our following and we're able to do more things. So please, if you have the time, leave us a review, rate the show. It would be really, really appreciated. This episode was hosted by me, Taylor Dankovich. Edited and produced by Maria Wortel. Our music is by Chris Williams and Demeanor. Who knows who's out there, but I love you. And thanks for listening. I ain't trying to choose, but if you really feel it like you got something to prove, then my nigga say less. Are you trying to get it back, huh? Say less. Are you get it around the back, huh? Say less. So you trying to get them stacked, right? Say less. Just make sure that you act right. I want to shout out to Who Knows Fam right now. (laughs) All the nosers out there. The nosers. Oh, my gosh. (laughs)